Welcome to Drink 4 Dot Dot Dot, the podcast that combines a lifelong film infatuation with an overarching love of drink, an interactive journey that encourages the incorrigible while providing an intoxicating alternative to a night out. Think Netflix and chill without the chill, perhaps without the Netflix, and uh, this time in particular, without the sex. Who knows, maybe we'll learn something along the way, or at the very least, have a bit of immature fun. Hello everyone, season's greetings. I'm your host, Jordan Brooks. As always, I am the one who must do this alone. Again, which is shitty for me, mostly. Also for you, because uh, it just means that I'm going to talk even more slowly and, and really bog you down with the pauses. I have to employ between words as I hastily think up what I'm about to say uh, about what we're doing. Uh, Today, for the holiday, we are going to do a film that I've never seen before, but that is is right along the lines of those uh, those diehards or gremlins or quote-unquote Christmas movies that, that aren't Christmas movies. It is Rennie Harlan's 1996 actioner. The Long Kiss Goodnight. God damn it. I hate people who use the word actioner. But, you know, I just used it, so that just means that I, I still hate myself. Uh, but I have a podcast, so I think you all know that I, I do uh, hate myself. I think first up, for new listeners who don't know how this works, me or guests and I will briefly introduce the week's film, as I've just sort of done. And then uh, introduce some drinking rules, which I will do here in a second. Then we'll break, watch the film while drinking. And then uh, today I'm going to come back and drunkenly assess what's just occurred. For better or worse results, I suppose. Uh, You as the listener are welcome to pause and watch along with me. Listen soberly during your commute to work or uh, turn it off now. Uh, You have autonomy. I believe uh, you have some way of controlling the device on which you're listening. Uh, use that control. Now, back to The Long Kiss Goodnight, wherein uh, this is basically uh, a born film. This is pre-born, born film, where Gina Davis is suffering from amnesia, but after a car accident starts to regain some of the memory she's had as a, an assassin type. Along with Sam Jackson, it seems, as her sort of sidekick, she becomes a badass killing machine during the most badass killing machine season of all uh, Christmas slash winter. It's always good to, to have shoot 'em ups in the snow. Now, alongside Davis and Jackson are Sivan uh, Zima, Craig Birko, Tom Amandez, Brian Cox, David Morse, and... No one else on this list looks famous enough for me to really talk about. They might be. And if they are, I apologize to them. Uh, In advance, I suppose, they're not listening. So we can talk about them behind their back. Those are the rules. You're allowed to do that. With that out of the way, I suppose we get to get into the meat of it. The drinking rules. As always, we're going to drink for drinking. We're going to drink for death. We're going to drink for fighting. And we're going to drink for blood. Given that this is an action film and Gina Davis is some sort of assassin, it's probably going to be a lot. And, uh, you know, you won't need these forthcoming additional drinking rules that are movie-specific, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. First, of course, we must go down, 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 way, way down into that horrifying darkness 
that seasonal depression of sadness. That is Sad Man Scenarios with Labesia. Hi, um, uh, this is Labesia with another Sad Man Scenario from Labesia. Um, uh, recently I uh, cooked a, a really large dinner. Um, not for anybody, just uh, for me. Um, I ate it alone uh, in my bed. Um, uh, I woke up with a, a lot of uh, chicken grease um, smeared on my uh, bedspread and on me. Um, I had fallen asleep uh, in some of my plates. Uh, my hair was uh, full of uh, cranberry sauce, um, but it was okay. Um, it was a snack for the day to come. Uh, please uh, comment and subscribe. Let's look at uh, last week's um, question. Um, I asked if uh, if it was okay to um, send a woman uh, five male t-shirts and uh, send a a message in a in a card saying that um, uh, this is for your wardrobe when I come and eventually move in. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, a no, no comment. Um, so that, that's it. Thank you. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't do that. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've thought about it. Uh, absolutely not. But of course we must claw ourselves back into the light that is action films at Christmas time. Movie specific rules for the long kiss goodnight. We're going to drink every time we see some yuletide imagery. Widely interpretable. Have fun with it. We're going to drink every time Sam Jackson uses curse words. Two years after his Pulp Fiction role pretty sure they made Sam uh, curse just for fun in this a bunch of times. We're going to drink for amnesia shit. Uh, this is about a spy who has amnesia. I'm sure they put a bunch of stuff about amnesia in it. We're going to drink for antiquated technology. This is 1996. It's going to be really funny. People are going to be smoking cigarettes and talking on payphones and using cell phones with retractable antennas. We're going to enjoy it. And then we're going to drink for diegetic music. Now, for people who aren't an asshole like me, diegetic means within the world of the film. So you have diegetic and non-diegetic. Non-diegetic music is John Williams' Star Wars music playing to evoke an emotion in the audience. Diegetic music is stuff playing on a jukebox in the corner of a diner or music in a club or music on the radio in a car that the characters can also hear. So, you know, there's a little bit of, of information. <sighs> Yikes. I feel like an asshole just for even uh, putting that in here. But I did. So you can learn to spot when characters are also hearing music that, uh, that you're hearing. 
which may or may not help you close watch a film. That was probably my original intent with this, was to help people train themselves to close watch films, because this is sort of how I learned to do it. But uh, if you're actually drinking, uh, you're probably going to forget a good deal of it, and now this has just become an excuse for me to get drunk. Uh, And on that confessional bombshell, let's get into this film. Let's all kiss. Good night. Let's all long. Let's all long kiss. Good night. See you in a bit. Talk to you in a bit. This episode of Drink Four Dot 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 is brought to you by Boomerang, app developers for aging companies. Are you feeling underutilized or unappreciated in the new digital economy? Boomerang is there to help you figure out just what the heck an app is and how the heck it can help your company thrive. Not every company has a CFO with that one nephew who just dropped out of IT college and can draft up something on JavaScript or whatever in a weekend. Nor does anyone have the patience to deal with Jared's bullshit. So Boomerang is here to help guide you through step-by-step to figure out exactly what an app does what it should do for your company, and how the heck those two things can connect. Digital. Apps. Marketing. Apple. What do these words mean? How can they help you grow your business and stay strong into the 2020s? Go to boomerang.com slash drink4 for 15% off your initial consultation. And if you do buy, tell them Jordan sent you. Wow, that was fucking special. I can't believe how absolutely phenomenal that was. And at the same time, I held incredulous, I suppose, at why I haven't seen this incredible movie before. Because Sam Jackson, we get the best Sam Jackson we've ever gotten in this. And that, I suppose blocks off all of these ideas I have in my head about why this isn't popular, i.e. the patriarchy and, you know, no one giving a shit about Gina Davis's character. And yet we have this incredible Sam Jackson. Why? Why isn't this more popular with people my age? Why haven't I heard about this before? And then coming off of that, of course, we have... An incredibly sexy and badass Gina Davis. What in the fuck? I'm so mad I've never seen this before because it it is absolutely as good, if not better, than Die Hard. I mean, sure, we don't get a Rickman-level baddie in this. That is going to be nearly impossible to beat. However, I absolutely posit that Gina Davis is every much as badass as Bruce Willis is in in this film. The, the, the writer, it was Shane Black, right? Did I forget this already? I may have forgotten it. It really doesn't matter who the fucking writer of this is because whoever it is did fine, absolutely fine. Uh, they certainly did well enough to, to write a an interesting enough action film f- 
handful of things that were both believable and exciting. Uh, you know, that's terrible words to describe how uh, great this is. But, <sighs> God, just a ton of fun. It is Shane Black, of course, who wrote this film and uh, also wrote uh, every film I mentioned in the first half. But Black's writing in this is probably as silly and as memorable as uh, Die Hard and certainly Lethal Weapon and uh, any of his or other people's. 90s action flicks where you can sort of beat the shit out of people, smoke cigarettes, and and, uh, shoot people as much as you want. I think I said shoot people at the beginning. See, this is the problem when you record a podcast uh, extremely drunk and then uh, try to talk about it. You you sort of get lost in lists and and, uh, obviously listening back to myself. Over these episodes, I've noticed significantly one that I breathe in before every single uh, big point that I try to make, as well as stumbling over my own words, believing in the moment that I am speaking much quicker than I am. And two, I do not finish lists. Um, I can't even tell you what I started this little sidebar list as. I have no idea. But what I do know is that the fucking film I just watched, The Long Kiss Goodnight, is the best film I've ever seen. Absolutely stunning work. The fact that I... uh, See, I started with the fact that I've never seen this before. And uh, now I'm sort of forced to to go back on that, but not go back on it. That's not what I want. I'm just, you know, forced to sidebar by saying... Yeah, I'm drunk because I already said that. Um, which we all know I'm drunk. I need to stop commenting on the fact that I'm drunk and comment more on how good The Long Kiss Goodnight is. It has a great diegetic reference to The Long Goodbye. Uh, see, there I, I, I employed some vocab from the first half of this podcast into the second I think that's that's key for your learning. That's very key, and uh, you should learn it. You should uh, remember what I say and, and really try best to focus on it. But um, I think that this is a really smart and a really intelligent action film. It's a lot of fun, which is important, obviously. I've said that a 100,000 times. It has great characters who you root for. In Sam Jackson and Gina Davis's character, Gina Davis's uh, daughter, who is played by Yvonne Zima, which makes her sort of sound like the blonde Russian killer that Gina Davis's Samantha Kane slash Charlie turns into during this film. Uh, it's a very scary name, Yvonne Zima. You root for, uh, I think her husband's name is 
Tom Amanda's is her husband. You 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 root for these uh, tiny stories within the within the main narrative, and it really goes a long way towards I suppose building credibility for itself and a sense that this is something real and it's it's certainly not physical physical is a word that i want to use but that's not right it's it's it induces empathy and it's almost palpable it doesn't feel fake like a lot of those sort of very forced family dynamics in in many other action films in the 90s but this this really does a great job at at not only making you care not only making you have fun but really exciting you as well um and i suppose maybe that's that's one of the the final and yet most crucial elements to any action film is how good is the action is the action and mission mission impossible any good or is it only good because we know that a theoretically quote-unquote untrained regular actor who's a, a nearly billionaire man is doing these stunts to entertain us are the stunts in mission impossible any good or would we never talk about them at all if it wasn't Tom Cruise doing the stunts? I don't know the answer to that question. All I know is I love that franchise. But in this, I believe, I, you know, you know that Gina Davis and Sam Jackson aren't doing these stunts. And so it is fun as fuck, regardless of, of whether or not they're doing them. There's some really dumb stuff in here, and there's certainly some really bad CGI there are moments that that make you cringe this is 96 and uh these the 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 grenades going off in the corner and this other weird shit that goes on is certainly stupid and it looks stupid but like don't we expect that in 96 like i'm i'm still going to watch spawn with a heart on like come on what a fucking awesome film. And yet, how stupid does that look? And it doesn't matter. Of course, uh, these two white, silly men who wrote Lethal Weapon and directed Die Hard 2 are going to write Gina Davis's character into some very sexy situations. And yes, she's going to handle it elegantly. But goddammit, he still... You still gotta love this film. I still gotta love this film. You think what you want about this film, but but I do recommend if you are one of those people who likes to be pedantic and argue with your friends about why Die Hard is a Christmas movie, we're gonna watch Groundhog Day. We're gonna watch Gremlins because these are real Christmas movies. I don't I don't deign to watch a Christmas story with you because that's bad. That's about Scrooge and there are no guns and Scrooge. To that I say go fuck yourself because you haven't watched this. The second you watch this you say whatever you want about Christmas. This is the Christmas movie that I will be showing to my children and I'll say look at that. That is Gina Davis in a nightie being lowered into water by a dastardly no good doer and yet she gets herself out of that situation.
which isn't a spoiler, by the way, if that happens halfway through. And you should know better than to think that somehow this film could survive without Gina Davis. You're fucking wrong. And you should fucking know better, goddammit. You, you, you want to know one of my final reasons why this, for me, has one-upped Die Hard? I mean, it might not have. I haven't seen Die Hard in like a year or two. And I'm not 100% sure this is more quotable than that. But I do know that when Gina Davis, instead of yelling, yippee Kaye, motherfucker, yells, suck my dick, every one of you bastards, I felt something in my heart move. And I don't know about you, I certainly didn't deliver it like she did. And I can never claim to have the acting chops. That, that Davis possesses. But god damn it, guys, that moved me. And I think that's what counts. That's what really, really counts during this. And I don't know if there's much else to say about this. It is a ton of fun. It's really silly um, to me that Brian Cox seems to be in every movie about a amnesiatic pretty sure I can use it that way, CIA uh, agent slash assassin, um, obviously by every, I mean this and the Bourne quadrilogy or whatever, he's only in like three of them, <clears throat> but I, I don't, I, you know, I, I really do wonder the lineage of that, is Brian Cox just the perfect handler for an American CIA assassin, is that what he was always born to play in film, or uh, possibly could uh, could he have a higher calling? And you know what? I have no idea. I have no idea if he has a, a higher calling or not, but I know that this one works for him. It works beautifully. Dies a little early in this one. I suppose spoilers on that. You know, we'll give you a, we'll give you a warning after the fact, but you know, you're probably one of 11 people listening to a drunk guy talk about a film. Y you really uh, you have to understand that it sort of comes with the territory of the nonsense in which you've currently embroiled yourself. But uh, I suppose going back to what I was talking about, which was the end of a point I was making about Brian Cox, um... Try not to drink Brugal for this. I got a little excited. It's the holidays. Been watching a lot of Jesus and Marrow. Thought to myself, oh, that bottle of Brugal in the corner is getting a little bit dusty. Let's dust that lady off. Show her a good evening. And you know what happened, guys? I remembered it tastes disgusting. Sorry, Dominican Republic. You've imported a rum. That costs $19 a bottle. <sighs> Domestics. Domestic bottles aren't that cheap. I know you must make a better product than this, but this hurts my my soul. But goddammit, it did allow me to have fun in this film. And as much as uh, I want to hate on Brugal for how it's burned my entire inner self, it's really enriched my entire inner self. And so come see, come saw. 
I suppose. There was no quid pro quo. And uh, yeah, with that, I'm now a political podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe. As always, I've been Jordan Brooks. I hope you have a great night. But goddammit, I know I have. And before I get myself, I suppose, into suppose, I feel like I've said that a lot tonight. Have I? I don't know. You be the judge. Obviously, your votes are the number of listens I get. Um, gonna go with pretty low. But, what was I saying? Hmm. I'm sure it was something extremely important. As everything, every drunk white man says is extremely important. I suppose, with that in mind, definitely watch this. If you like action movies, watch this movie. It's fucking great. You can, you can take everything I said out of context. I am using as much clarity as I currently possess, given the amount of Brugal I've just consumed. Watch this film. Enjoy Gina Davis. Enjoy Sam Jackson. Revel in it. Really enjoy this mid-90s nostalgia. It's over 20 years old. I can't believe 96 was over 20 years ago. That's so fucked up. Holy shit. I'm getting so... I'm get, I'm as old as fucking Gina Davis's character in this, I think. Fuck me. Holy shit. Like, at first, I was just older than all the uh, athletes that I ever cared about, and now I'm... I'm older than all the old, out-of-commission action stars in all of the films that I loved growing up. And yes, I know. I said I didn't fucking watch this growing up. Of course I didn't watch this growing up. But I did watch Die Hard and I did watch Lethal Weapon. And those guys were both fucking my age or older. Look at me, I'm not stuck in any buildings. Technically stuck in a country I don't want to be in, but... No one's holding a gun to my head. They're handing me them and saying, join the fucking cause. Blah, blah, blah. Free militias and stuff. See, look at this. We're getting political again. Goodness gracious, guys. Really fucking nailing it. Brugal. Long live the Dominican Republic. It's hard to... Yeah, all right. I suppose. On that patriotic note... I hope you all watch this film. Drag your mom into the room. Get grandma around. The, uh, you know, put them in the, uh, around the fire. Nieces, nephews, sons, daughters. The kids in your house. You get the adults from Christmas and you put them all in a room. And you say, when Sam Jackson says fuck, put your fingers in your ears. And then you say, three, two, one, do a test. And then they do it. And then you look around at all the adults. You look at them and you go, when they put their, when the kids put their fingers in their ears, drink, drink like the wind. I guarantee you, I guarantee you're gonna have a good Christmas. 100%, money back, 100%. You write me, you let me know, and I will refund you. I promise, with all the money that I make from this podcast. Good night. <laughs>